back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. A very good Tuesday afternoon to all of you on the block, 93.7 The Ticket. Nate Brennan filling in for Jake Bakovin. He's still on his sabbatical in California. Uh, we're not entirely sure what all he's doing out there. He should have some stories from the USC spring game, though. So that'll be fun to get his thoughts on that. I'm joined by the Husker Hall of Famer. Eric Strickland joining me in now. Going to talk some NBA. And I love always talking with you about the NBA. Obviously, NBA vet. You have some very, uh, I I would say, reasonable expectations, reasonable thoughts on the NBA, which is why I always like to come with you. And we can get right into it and go right to the Brooklyn Nets. That's been the main talk of a lot of Sports Center first take. Basically, anywhere you look, CBS Sports, Fox Sports, anywhere you look, the Nets have been the talk. So I'll just ask you, first off, Strick, your thoughts about what happened with the Nets. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with just a lot of the inconsistencies of the whole season, right? Um, the injuries, the hamstring for uh, James Harden, um, Durant dang near by himself. Um, then the Kyrie Irving situation of not playing, then playing part-time. And then, so, so say what you will, it's tough. It's tough to not be able to, um, have cohesion throughout the whole season, right? Uh, partial plays, things change, lineups change. You get used to playing with, with, um, different groups all the time. There's really, uh, no symbiosis as to how you're moving, knowing where you're at. Um, and then they're, they're, they just really didn't have the adjustments that I thought was was needed and necessary for them to, to get through. I think one of the biggest issues for them was the James Harden mm-hmm. trade. You gave Absolutely. up so much of your your capital and Three of those players now are having great success. A couple of them, I think, became all-stars. And so you gave up all of that capital to secure James Harden, who is not there for you. And really, you didn't play many games together as a unit, so you really weren't able to take advantage of what it was that you did. That's going to be, I think, the thing that hinders them, especially with the looming issue now with Kyrie Irving having the potential to become a free agent. Um, that part right there, that instability, because the thing that we know about Kyrie is that it's un- unpredictable, <laughs> right? It, it, you Say know, the least. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. You wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. So you just don't know how that's going to pan out and what that looks like for Durant. He signed the long-term deal. So, um, and the issue is, is they're, they're cap strapped. So yeah, um, those pieces, and, and when, when you're trying to put a team together and I can talk about that, but, you know, I, I think we'll get into it deeper in, in the second, mm-hmm. you know, actually we can dig into it now, mm-hmm. you know, um, here's the one thing that I, I like to say, right. If you have two superstars, right. You have to surround them. The two superstars, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, 
you have to surround them with players that have a unique skill set that can complement them, mm-hmm. right? So here's what, i.e., here's, here's an example. Boston. You have your two in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Right. Those are your two stars set apart. But you have guys that have a unique skill set in Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Derek White, who comes off the bench and gives you just a lot of different variations on, on his style of play. Robert Williams on the inside and what he does defensively in, in the being able to handle big men. Then you bring in vets like Tice and Horford, who's also there, mm-hmm. who just, just they're very complimentary. They just mm-hmm. do things solid. They're all bought into the program. They understand their roles and they implement those roles. That's what you have. And that's why you have success. Let's look at another team. You've got Golden State. You have the Splash Brothers, Curry and Thompson. Mm-hmm. That is, th- those are your two stars. Those are your, that's your team. But with them, you now have allowed, it, with the injury of Thompson and coming in late, you allowed Jordan Poole to develop. You drafted him low, late in the first round. Now he starts to emerge. You have vets who do the defensive dirty work, the rebounding dirty work, who's going to dive on the loose balls, mm-hmm. who's going to be a physical presence in, in uh, Draymond Green. You have a, you have a super vet who just knows his role, does his job in, in Iguodala. Then you bring in, you know, just complimentary players, yeah. Wiggins and Weissman, who, who, who do there. And then you also found another one in Gary Payton II, who defensively is going to just lock down whoever it is that you need to put him on. That's what you have with that, that group. And they bought into the system and the program. Brooklyn doesn't have that. And that's why I think you saw what you saw in this in this um, this playoff series as to why they came up short. Going off of that, I, I think that brings up a good question. Would you say the era of their super team? I don't even know how long you would define the era as, but I know the big talk was was building a super team. The Clippers kind of fell into that. You add Kawhi, Paul George had a free agency to go on with Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams. List goes on and on. The Lakers do the same thing. You bring in LeBron James and Anthony Davis play together. You throw in Russell Westbrook to the mix. The Nets kind of the most recent to that too. I mean, you bring in Kyrie, Kevin Durant, James Harden. You build these super teams. But last year was a perfect example. Guess who finished out on top? The Milwaukee Bucks. Guess who? Mm-hmm. Guess who's one of the favorites this year? The Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, the Phoenix Suns. One superstar. One superstar and, with with a with an all star. Right. Complimentary. You had a Batman with a Robin with Middleton. Come on. Right. And it's, you you just look at these teams across the landscape of the NBA, and I don't know if you call the super team necessarily a failure because it obviously worked with the Golden State Warriors. They added Kevin Durant. He jumped, wanted to make a super team of his own. So I guess maybe that's where the era starts. I don't know if you throw the Cleveland Cavaliers see, into that, but like see, no, you you made a point, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to tap that. Right. I'm right where you're at. You can do that early on. Right. That's why you saw it work early on in, in, in the ways there were some guys that took some sacrifices. They had some some big bags. Right. But you already had foundation supporting cast, oh. i.e. Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. You had your Chalmers. You had your Udonis Hasms. They were already there. So you throw those guys in there. The salary doesn't kill you at that point. Right. right? It's trying to do it or duplicate it. So you then you had the Kevin Durant situation. You had, you know, the Cleveland Cavs situation. You can do that early on as long as you have those foundational pieces there right. already, right? But when you try to 
trade to get it. Build it from scratch, basically. Yeah. You you can't because you've got to give up too much capital. So then it cap straps you. And then you don't really have those complementary players. And then it doesn't work. That's why I think it's pretty much over. It's really got to be a two-star a two-star with complimentary guys right. based on salary cap issues, unless you want to blow the, right. blow the salary cap out of the water and you just don't care. Um, I think you're starting to see Dallas now starting to figure it out. Yeah. You know, when you let Chris Stapps go, now you've got, you know, your Jalen Brunson's, you've got a bunch of Dinwiddie's. You've just got a bunch of complimentary Luka, guys. MVP front runner every year. Yeah. You, that's, that's what you got. And, and, and they all understand roles. They all step up if there's a, you know, a void and they're ready to step up, but they're there. It's not a long-term mm-hmm. solution for their step up, which causes you a problem. Luca coming back has helped them tremendously because you can do it for a little while, but it's sooner or later it'll catch up with you. You know, how long can mm-hmm. you do it? But that's been the thing because when clay was down, you had Jordan Poole that filled the void. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing that I didn't even really think about. I guess the Clippers in the Nets and the Lakers, they were all built from scratch. None of those guys were there. I mean, you took in right. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You took in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It, the list right. goes on. The, the Clippers, I mean, Paul George was in OKC. Kawhi Leonard right. was at the Raptors. It, it's a great point. I didn't even think about it like that. But let me ask you this then. So you're the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving, I would assume, is going to exercise his player option because who the hell wants Kyrie Irving right now? Uh, probably no one. Kevin Durant just signed this long-term deal. He's stuck there. Ben Simmons, you gave up assets. You got some assets in return. You kind of stuck with him, too, and who even knows if he wants to play basketball anymore? Where Mm -hmm. do you go from here? It looks like Steve Nash is probably going to be the first domino to fall, but you can get rid of Steve Nash all you want. I don't think that's going to fix the the serious problem with Brooklyn. Yeah, I I don't think that fixes the problem. Now, listen, there's two ways you can say about Ben. I think Ben let let the team down because you could have given him something. I think this can still happen with the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans have an opportunity. I mean, watching what Zion's doing Mm -hmm. in his warm-ups and practices before – Give me 15, give me 10. (laughs) Something, yeah. You know, that's the way – okay, if you want to monitor the play – you can give me something mm-hmm. because that can change the dynamic of a different series, right? right? Because now they got to make adjustments in how they're going mm-hmm. to defend you, guard you and, and, and gameplay for you. So, you know, that's the thing I think with Brooklyn, yes. Could, could, could Simmons have changed a three Oh um, deficit in that series? I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I think defensively and some of the things he could have oh, done could have, and especially in his open, uh, you know, in, in the open court of being able to take the ball, create mismatch situations and give some reprieve mm-hmm. for Kyrie and Durant to be able to kind of spot up and maybe hit a few, you know, I mean, attack the basket, do things like that. But, you know, you kind of let him down. And, and so the same thing, I think, may end up being the downfall for Philly at the end of the day. Yeah. If you know, Harden right now is not showing and, like what Harden is and and, mm-hmm. and is is been in his career to be right. So you know I I'm I'm starting to look more at those those other teams right now. You're you're you know if they can get Middleton back in any capacity, I think they have a chance to do something. Uh, Drew Holiday is starting to yeah. step up and, yeah. and kind of play a little bit better now. So 
if they can get him going, their complimentary players are just fine to be able to make a run uh, with what's going on right now in the East, I can I see. Mm-hmm. But uh, out West, right now, Golden State, especially with Phoenix down without Booker, yeah. Booker they're, 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 they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. They're, Phoenix is in trouble I without agree. Booker. But uh, So it's looking like it's going to be a Golden State in, in either – Maybe a maybe a Philly or maybe Miami. Maybe uh, Miami's Miami's got good complementary of guys, so they they've got that balance that could take you there. Do they have what it takes to win? That's yeah. yet to be seen. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just right. don't know in a seven game in a final. Uh, are they that guy? Are they those guys right. to do that? Well, I mean, you got to look at the circus too. That was the Brooklyn Nets. A big thing too, and it was mentioned today on a couple outlets. I saw some people tweet it. Even if you had Kyrie Irving for every game of this season, it's probably a different series. One, they're probably not the seventh seed. Two, you get an entire season of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant playing together. You're looking at a completely different series. So not only is it the right. Ben Simmons situation, it's the Kyrie Irving situation. Kevin Durant has already gotten onto Twitter coming at fans. I mean, it's just it's a circus over there. And, and the problem that you run into now is you're kind of stuck. I, I don't really know where you go from here if you're Brooklyn, honestly. And, and and the issue is too is that they're the eye of the New York press right now. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, New York, New York is kind of faded into black. <laughs> you know, they're kind of just slid off on the side. They used to be the ones that get all the the smoke, but now <laughs> what's going on over there? It's Brooklyn that's getting the smoke. And if if you ain't got a hard skin out in New York, you're not going to make they're, it. They're going to eat you alive. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the media out there will eat you up. The fans will eat you up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they don't play. I think Philly's the same way, too. You can ask Ben Simmons about that. <laughs> He'll probably tell you. Those Philly fans are brutal as well. Um, yeah. Go ahead and call us, 402-464-5685, Honda of Lincoln Hotline. It's time to play Shootout with Strick. We've been talking NBA playoffs. The questions will be about the NBA playoffs. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs next hour. We'll talk about some other things, too. We'll talk some college football. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Make sure you go ahead and call us, 402-464-5685. It is time to play the game. Shootout with Strick. Coming up next, you listen to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket.